Hey Inspire Church family, what a privilege to share this moment with you again. In fact, right now, why don't you drop a comment, let us know where you're watching from. Maybe it's your bedroom, the living room, the dining room, the lounge, the deck. Maybe it's the checkout line at New World as you get a head start on the shop. Wherever it is, let us know in a comment. Tell us who you're watching with, who's in your bubble. In fact, one better, why don't you post a photo? maybe even an Instagram story and tag us in it because what a statement, you know, that even though we are distant right now, we are not disconnected. And you know, last week we talked about how when you have a revelation of who Jesus is, you shift from being part of the crowd to being part of the crew and how we are, you and I, a part of the church that he is building and nothing can stop it, not even a lockdown. And today we're shifting gears. You can see I'm standing, I'm amping, ready to go. So why don't we pray together? God, I want to thank you that you are infinitely good, faithful, and loving. Lord, I want to thank you, like it says in Isaiah 55, that when your word goes out, it does not return void, but it achieves what you purpose for it. And God, I pray that right now in this moment, as we open up your word, that you would inspire us, that you would challenge us, God, that you would show us who you are creating us to be as you're working in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. So you'll know me as the uber optimist, but I must admit, I'm going to be real with you guys, that this week I kind of hit the wall. I think it was about Tuesday where I really got into a bit of a funk. Now, I think it was related to the fact that there was an update that we're still going to be in alert level four for a while longer. And I know it wasn't a surprise, but for some reason, I just let all that feelings, you know, those feelings about the challenges that we're experiencing just get to the better of me. So what do you do when you're in a funk? Well, you change your position. So I got up and I went for a walk. Now we've got an amazing reserve down there. So walk through the reserve in nature, listening to the birds chirping. Uh, made my way to Stanmore Bay Beach, just sat there looking at the ocean, praying, reflecting. And then I felt God remind me of this passage. And we're going to start today with that passage. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to um, Philippians 1. If you don't have your Bible, it's going to come up on the screen so you can read along. We're going to Philippians 1 and we're starting in verse 3. It says this, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy. Now, this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. And man, it just reminds me how important pastors and leaders are. You know, as it says that um, every time he, he remembers them, he's praying for them. And that's true of you, Inspire Family. Every time I'm thinking of you guys, different ones, I'm praying, I'm praying for uh, yourself, your, your relationships, your finances, your businesses, uh, your health. I'm praying for you guys. And I know Pastor Don, Pastor Julia, the rest of the leaders all do the same. That's why it's so important to be connected in church community because you are surrounded in prayer and support it goes on to say i always pray with joy because of your partnership and the gospel from the first day until now inspire family i want to thank you for your faithfulness as we're partnering together in what god's doing 
You know, some of you have been there from the beginning, sowing financially so we could get into the building that we have. What an absolute blessing that is. That not only can we gather there on Sundays, but Monday to Saturday, there are things happening all the time. And, you know, it's about seeing families and generations transformed. I love that youth use it. I love it that we can use it for different events. You know, the midwinter Christmases, the light party. Church, I'm praying and believing that we're going to be able to be doing the light party again this year. Why don't you pray and believe with me for that? Uh, we see hundreds of families turn up to that. And what a opportunity. You know, I think about how you partner with us and what we do in our own backyard what we do overseas with Vietnam and Cambodia, even our Singapore church, how you partner with what we're doing right now online. And I want to encourage you in this moment, keep your faith high, keep your expectations high. You know, I truly believe that the best is yet to come. You know, we might be in our homes right now, but the best is yet to come. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Verse six. So this is the verse. Here we go. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that again. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in me, a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You know, one of the things about lockdown is we get to spend more time with our families. And it's real fun to watch and observe your kids. Now, I know sometimes family can be a bit of a challenge, you know, wrangling that. But um, it's just fun observing. And every parent will know that when you watch your kids, you can't help but see just different character traits, even frustrations coming through in them that remind them of yourself. You know, my kids just all through lockdown, it doesn't matter what they're doing. There's this frustration if they're not perfect straight off the bat or they're trying to be the best. I mean, it sounds like somebody maybe you know. Um, it's just real funny to watch. And, um, you know, Keely, she's spending more time with her brothers who are normally at school. And so they're really challenging her. So she's got this whole routine. So she gets up, she puts her three little kids to bed. So these are her dolls and she gets the blanket and she puts the blanket over her dolls. And if it's folded over herself, itself, she gets really frustrated and she calls out for either Kim or I just to make it perfect. And then she heads outside and, um, you know, the boys are scootering. And so that means that this week she has learned how to ride her scooter. Um, but she's not good enough yet to go for a scooter out on our walk. So she gets frustrated with that. And then the boys went and built this ramp where they're trying to learn how to do jumps and things on their scooter. And Keely's trying to do the same, but she just can't quite do it yet. And I can't help but laugh and see how, you know, in her there is a frustration without being there yet, without um, having already arrived, being able to do the jump on the scooter. And I think in each one of us, we can relate to that sense of being frustrated, even dissatisfied with where we are at in the journey, if we haven't already arrived. And so today I want to title this message, Finding Joy in the Journey. We're calling it Finding Joy in the Journey. Paul knew, just like Peter, that this walk that we do is a journey. 
that we never just arrive, but we're always pushing forward. And a bit like when you follow Jesus and, and you choose to make him Lord of your life, that moment's called being born again. It's like being born as a human. And then there's a process from that. Um, there's a big theological term called sanctification, where God is working in and through you, helping you to become the person that God has called you to be, helping us as a church to become the church that God has called us to be. But there is a process, and it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like Keeley could push along on her scooter without having learned how to walk, having learned how to run, um, even balance. There is a process, and no one knew that better than Peter. You know, we talked about him last week in that moment where he had that revelation shifting from hoping to knowing who Jesus was and how that impacted his life. But remember, there were highs, like being asked to follow him by, uh, being asked to follow Jesus, sorry, by Jesus, and, and moments like that moment where he had the revelation, like where he went out with the other disciples and followers and came back real excited telling Jesus, you know, we were praying and people were being set free and, and healed. Those were high points, but there were also the low points, like the times where Jesus had to rebuke him, or, you know, when Jesus was arrested, Peter denied him. The disappointment that would have come when, you know, Jesus was crucified, and then Jesus rose from the dead, and he comes and finds Peter, and Peter is off fishing, doing what he used to do, and Jesus restores him. And then the journey progresses. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. Pentecost happens. He preaches his first message and we see 3,000 added that day. And then the explosion of the early church. And Peter is a key person within that that God is using. And he writes to the early church and he has this advice. And I think there's a few keys in this for us today as we reflect where are we on our journey? Where are we heading? Let's read this, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in this world caused by evil desires. The first point I want to make this morning is from the moment you start your journey, you are equipped with the essentials. I'm going to say that again. From the moment you start your journey, you are equipped with the essentials. What is Peter right here? His divine power has given us everything we need. You know that word power there is the word dunamis in the Greek where we get our word dynamite from, that miraculous, mighty power and ability that we have through the Holy Spirit. Just like a baby being born with, you know, limbs and with the potential to grow, with a mind with the potential to develop and understand and connect, so too do we on this journey have all of the potential within us through the power of the Holy Spirit to grow into the people that God has called us to be, to be the church that God has called us to be. But who knows that you can't just stand still and do nothing and expect it to happen. It takes action, which is why my second point here is growth requires momentum. Uh, 
as we keep reading, verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort, every effort means we're going to sweat a little bit, to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will help keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Peter knew that there was a flow to this. Faith isn't enough. We add to it goodness, to goodness, knowledge, not just facts and figures. We're talking about wisdom here. Self-control. Now, you know I'm not talking about eating a whole packet of biscuits at night during lockdown. We're talking about as Christians, we've got to sometimes choose the way we think, the way we act, or maybe exercise self-control in a way that we choose not to do certain things or choose to think certain ways. Into that, perseverance. Who knows that we don't wake up every day and this is easy. Sometimes it's hard and we've got to say yes again and push forward. Godliness. Brotherly kindness, that's showing kindness and love to your Christian brothers and sisters. Um, and to that, love. And that's the love that God shows us, agape, to love people, to love sacrificially, to prefer others, that not only will we experience God's love in that way, but we would love the world around us like that. There's a flock, but it's not a checklist. It's not like you go, cool done the goodness one, we'll move on and forget that. No, as it says, possess these qualities increasing measure. We're working on them concurrently. And how do we do that? We do that through spiritual disciplines. Now, I know this is real basic stuff, but it's so important. So last year, we spent some time in Acts 2, having a look at what the early church looked like and how they behaved. And there were four um, spiritual disciplines that they devoted themselves to. The first was learning. Um, there is nothing like the Word of God. That's why we've got to get into it, read about who God is, read about who we are, read about what He's doing in our world and in and through us. Um, it said that they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. That's why right now, you know, church online is so important, ensuring that you're getting under good teaching, you're being challenged, you're being inspired, you're being encouraged. It said that they devoted themselves to fellowship. That's number two. There was a rhythm of the big and the small. So, you know, like church, like church online, what we're doing right now, where we can encourage one another. In fact, I want to encourage you. Why don't you jump in the comments and make sure you're posting the points that are inspiring you or the verses that are inspiring you or what God's doing in your world to encourage somebody else, whether they're watching live or they watch later. Um, you know, there's the big gatherings like that, and there's the smaller gatherings, our church relationships, our eye groups. You know, I love seeing the different eye groups, whether it was young adults out on the coast, the breakfast club, youth on Discord, meeting together during the week. You know, it's through those relationships that, again, we can get into the Word, we can encourage each other, we can be inspired, we can be challenged. The third spiritual discipline was prayer. Now, we need prayer like never before. One of our echoes that inspire is to surround everything in prayer, that prayer wouldn't be the last resort, but our first response. 
And I wanna encourage you, don't just pray for yourself and your family, be praying and mindful of others. And the fourth one was giving. And we're not talking just about giving time, we're talking about giving finances. You know, giving is a sign of spiritual maturity that we grow into on our journey. And I wanna encourage you that right now, let's not give up in our giving. You know, we still have a building, this stuff all still takes finances to do and what we're doing in our community and overseas too. And I'm not challenging you to do anything that Kim and myself aren't doing ourselves. We're devoting ourselves to learning, to fellowship, to prayer and to giving. You know, I think about something that Jesus said. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And I think there's a key there that as we invest not only our time, but our finances, we begin to get a real passion for that area. And let's do this as a family. Let's do this as individual families. Let's take our temporary currency that we have and build an internal legacy. I want to encourage you in that. The third point that I get from Second Peter here is that there's going to be some growing pains. You know, no pain, no gain, right? I think of what Paul said, where he even said, do not give up in doing good because in due time you'll reap the reward. Um, in another place, James talks about how count it joy when you face trials of different kinds because it builds perseverance and perseverance builds that faith and that maturity on the journey of life, the spiritual walk that we're on. Which leads me to the fourth point, begin to experience joy. It can be really easy to be frustrated, I think, just like my kids, um, with not being there yet or wanting, being, wanting to be perfect straight off the bat. But take moments to have joy on this journey and what God is building in your life. You know, David understood what it was to shift his perception. In Psalm 16 verse 11, he writes, You have made known to me the path of life. You know, there is a path that we can travel that leads to life. And you will fill me with joy in your presence. You know, we don't just do this journey alone. We do it together. We are better together. And we also do it with God. Take moments where you just pause and recognize His presence with you and thank Him for it and experience the joy that comes in His presence. You know, Joy is also a fruit of the Spirit. So Paul writes in Galatians 5 and it's verse 22 and 23 that there is fruit of the Spirit. This is what we produce when we live a life with the Spirit. And one of those is joy. That on this journey as God's working in and through you, you will produce joy. Which leads me to the fifth point. Model the journey. Take others with you. You know, just like a kid, you begin with mum and dad feeding you, then you learn to feed yourself. So important on our spiritual journey. And, you know, I think of even our kids with um, Cole and Harvey. They know how to get into the fridge now in the cupboard, grabbing a yogurt or an apple or something like that if you're hungry. You move beyond just feeding yourself, being able to prepare your own meals, to then feeding others. And on this journey, as disciples, you know, when we follow Jesus, we become a disciple meaning discipline, we are also encouraged to make disciples. And that's for all of us together. And I want to encourage you that if you're on that part of that journey 
where you're becoming mature, why don't you get alongside our next generation and support them? Um, Peter and Paul both write about older men and older women getting alongside younger men and younger women to support them. And I love legends like Pam, you're an absolute legend, supporting our youth. You know, half of it is just she turns up on the Friday night and she can get alongside and love and pray for those young people and they love her dearly for that. You know, if you're feeling challenged or inspired about that, reach out to Zahn or to Jess and see how you can support and help. You know, on that part of the journey, let's model it for others. Let's take people with us on that. Yes. Being confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. How could Paul be so confident in this? It's because he had the word of God that showed over history time and time again that God is faithful, faithful to his purposes. Even if we might be faithless in moments, God is faithful. He also saw it in his own life time and time again how God is faithful to his promises, to his purposes. He even wrote about it saying that all of God's promises are yes and amen. Remember this. Let's remember God's promise. Let's remember his provision. And don't let circumstances rob you of the joy that you can experience on this journey. In fact, right now, why don't you take a moment to reflect with me on where you are in the journey with Jesus? Maybe you're right at the beginning, the point of being born again. Maybe you are just trying to get as much as you can, reading, teaching, getting around others to feed you, to help you grow, change the way you think, change the way you act. Maybe you are becoming mature and this is an opportunity right now. Maybe you're not even a leader, but you want to look to support others and help strengthen others on their journey. Where are you on the journey? You know, even as we think about that, I am inspired that Jesus demonstrated this for us. You know, it says in Hebrews um, in chapter 12. In fact, I'm just going to find it. It's worth reading. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, he's the ultimate example. The author and perfecter of our faith. He's the author of our journey. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, Jesus, he went through a journey. He went through some challenges for us because he saw the joy of us, his church, the joy of us becoming the people that God has purposed us to be. He saw us being able to shake off the chains and the bondages and the things that hold us down, things like fear, things like sin, Things like bad thinking that would hold you back and seeing us set free, that we could know Him, that we could experience life, that we could experience the truth. You know, He saw that and He went to the cross. And right now, you know, you might even be listening and thinking, man, I need to make a decision to follow Him. I'm feeling inspired to follow Him. Well, I want to encourage you, just say a prayer like this where you go, God, I'm sorry. For my sin, I'm sorry for trying to do it on my own, do my own thing. God, I recognize that I need you. I recognize that there is a better path to walk. And I want to thank you for the cross that made a way that I could be forgiven of my sin 
and that I could know you and be in relationship with you. God, today I choose you in Jesus' name. In fact, if you said yes in this moment to that, I want you to say another yes. I want you to take another step. Why don't you go to inspirechurchnz.com slash yes, put in your email address there. You know, we'd love to connect with you and celebrate this decision with you, the best decision you could ever make. And we've got a seven day plan that's gonna help kickstart your journey with us. And Inspire family, the rest of you, I wanna pray for you in this moment. Why don't you join with me? God, I wanna thank you for each person watching right now. Lord, I wanna thank you for each one, wherever they are in their journey. And I pray that God, that you'd meet them where they're at, that you would inspire them, that you'd fill them with joy, that you'd fill them with um, hope, you would even challenge God, maybe even right now you're putting your finger on something that you're challenging someone on. Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength today to say yes and move forward. God, I pray that God, as a church community, you would continue to help us to grow and to support one another, that we would truly become who you've called us to be as you work in us and through us to impact the world around us. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.